the book of Acts this afternoon, and uh, just got a little something for you here. I don't plan on, I don't plan on keeping you too long. Those are famous last words of any preacher right there. So watch it now. All right, uh, Acts chapter number, yes, uh, no, not today, buddy. Acts chapter number 14. Did I say 20? That's Acts 14, or what did I say? I don't know what I said. Uh, Acts 14 is where we're going to be at this afternoon. And uh, we're going to just ask a question um, for our sermon title, and that is, why is it all about God? Why is it, why is it, got all be, why is it always got to be about God? What's, what's the purpose? Why is that? Why is it got to be about God? Why do we have to, why does it have to, have to be about Him? Why can't, we, why can't it be about something else? Well, Paul's going to answer that question for us here in just a moment. You're in Acts chapter number 14, and Paul is on a missionary journey, and uh, he's traveling around. He has fled Lystra and Derby, and uh, he has, uh, he's fled to Lystra and Derby uh, cities. He is uh, being chased out of every city that he comes to, basically, and being persecuted. And he comes to Lystra, um, just a little... Bible trivia, maybe we'll get here, maybe we won't, but a little Bible trivia, if you have to remember, Lystra is the place where Paul is stoned to death, uh, there at Lystra, and he's killed, uh, as most, most commentators will believe that he actually does die, and most people even think that this might have been the place where he refers to in 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, it lines very well up with this, that this was the place in which he was caught up to the third heaven. And uh, got to see the glories up there. Interesting thing, unlike the modern books that you read, uh, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, was not allowed to talk about heaven. Uh, he wasn't allowed. He was not given the uh, benefit to describe everything that was happening there. Uh, and so uh, just kind of interesting thought there with that um, and, uh, and, and everything. Um, he describes a man, he describes growing up and everything, but we don't really get a lot of detail and it's, it's hard to, hard to, uh, it doesn't really, doesn't really give us a lot right there. But nonetheless, this is where he's at. This is where he's going to, he's going to preach the gospel here. Uh, but before he gets there, or before he preaches the gospel, um, or excuse me, as he's preaching the gospel in verse number seven, it says, and there they preach the gospel. Uh, I love that. They were, they were always preaching the gospel. Everywhere they went, just preaching the word, telling people about Jesus Christ, and uh, telling people about the good news. Um, and then in verse number 8, it says, And there was a certain man at Lystra, uh, impotent in his feet. That means he was crippled, he couldn't move. And being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Now let me just show you, share with you something too right here. Look at your Bibles. Um, Oftentimes, the scriptures will explain itself for you. Uh, so in verse number, like in verse number eight, it says, and there said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. All right, so, all right, what does that mean? What is, what is he trying to tell us there? Being a cripple from his mother's womb, all right? So we have, a, we have two words here that explain it. The Bible often does that. If you ever have a question about, well, what does that mean? What is that talking about? Well, just keep reading your Bible. Just keep going down a few more verses. You'll usually find the explanation for that verse uh, either a few verses before or either a few verses afterwards. It's kind of neat how God 
did that for us, you know, explained himself for us. Uh, verse number nine, the same heard Paul speak and who steadfastly looking upon him and perceiving that, uh, that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Um, you know, when God does something miraculous, it's complete. Amen. It's not something that it's like, well, you know, I'm going to come up here and lay hands on you and, uh, and then, but, and you'll get like better gradually or anything like that. When, when you find God's miracles, they, they, were, they were complete and they were instantaneous. They happened uh, just, just immediately. Uh, amazing to see that this man, he stands upright on his feet and the Bible says, and he leaped and walked. Isn't that cool? I mean, just to prove the miracle, it says he leaps and walks. He's jumping up and down. Uh, this is just a great demonstration on how powerful and how uh, God is. And he says in verse number 11, And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of the Laconia, of Laconia, The gods are come down unto uh, to us in the likeness of men. Wow, a change of situ- scenario, right? I mean, here you got a guy preaching the gospel, they heal some dude, and then all of a sudden, uh, they went from preaching, the, uh, preaching about God to being the God they were preaching about to these people. That's a scary thought right there. The, 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 the quickness in which they lifted these men up, and they said that Paul was, or excuse me, Barnabas was Jupiter, and Paul was Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Jupiter and Mercurius were Greek gods. And so they said, this is the gods have come down to us. And uh, Paul was saying, no, 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 no. Wait a second. No, God has already come to you in Jesus Christ. Not, we're not gods, okay? He tells them that in verse number 13. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Now, this is getting worse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've come here to preach the gospel of God. Uh, you heal a guy, things look really good, and then people start making you a god, and now they're bringing, then all of a sudden Paul sees them bringing, hauling this ox down the middle of the road, and they've got garlands, and they're throwing it around Paul, and they're lifting him up and calling him a curious, and they're saying, we're go, where, where are we going? We're going to go sacrifice this to you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 this is not happening. I can't believe this. I came here to preach. Which when, the, which when apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran out among the people crying out, and here's our text verse for this afternoon, saying, Sirs, why do you these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things that therein who did in times past suffer all nations to walk in their ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And when these sayings scarce, and with these sayings they scarce restrained the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. I wrote a little note in my Bible, and this is not the message, but I do think it's appropriate here at this point. I wrote a little note here. Why not even gloat a little? Why not even gloat a little bit? You know, why not even just like, I mean, just for a second, just enjoy, you know, being a God. You know, 
Why, why not? I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, let's just, all, let's just all be honest with ourselves. Our pride is very easy to take over at a point like this and be like, you know, okay, I'll take the glory. I'll take a little. Why not just take a little bit of glory? Let me show you why. It's right here. And when they were come out hither, the Jews of Antioch and Elconium, who persuaded the people, having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. Here's the reason. Because as quickly as they will praise you, they will stone you. (laughs) Think about that. As quickly as they were lifting him up in praise, the next second they were stoning him. Why not not gloat in a little bit of praise and, and everything? Why? Why not glory in a little bit? Why not be like a little lifted up? It's, you know, people say, it's okay to be a little proud. No, it's not. <laughs> Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. You get even a little lifted up, you'll fall down. You fall down. It, a, a little pride is not good. Because as soon as somebody is praising you, the next moment they'll be critiquing you and criticizing you. So don't even gloat a little bit. So what about our question? Why is it all about God? Well, number one, if you're taking notes, it's real simple. It's in verses really number 15, 16, and 17, the majority of it being in verse number 15, is number one, why is it all about God? Well, look what he says. He says, we are all men like passions like you are. It's all about God because we're all just people. That's it. Everybody on this side, down the middle, and over here, and right up here, front and center, guess what? We're all just people. There's not one of us, one of us, that is any better than the other. We're all sinners in the sight of God. That's all we are. We're nothing more. We, can need, we cannot better ourselves in the sense of gaining more favor with the Lord. Perhaps some of us are better skilled, some of us are smarter, some of us uh, possess other skills that are better than the other or something like that. But here's the deal, when it all boils down to it, we all have issues. We all get frustrated at times, we all get irritated, we all get mad, we get angry, we're lustful, uh, we're, we're, we're agitated, we're anxious, we're, worries, we're worried, we are, uh, you name it. We're all of these things. And so be careful in the sense that uh, why is it all about God? It's all about God because God is none of those things. God is none of those things. I, I can remember time. I, I don't like to take my frustrations out on people, okay? That's not, very, that's not, that's not healthy, okay? All right? For anybody, okay? Don't take your frustrations out on people. And it's not healthy to take your frustrations out on other things either. Uh, but I can remember at times that I get frustrated at something. Let's say I got frustrated at this hymn book, you know. And what do you, you know, so, you, so you just take it and you just throw it somewhere. You get mad at it, you get frustrated. You get th- just, let me just throw it. I mean, I just, let's say I was just up here and Karis was kissing, you know, she's, she was talking over here. And she said, it's, it's 363. Huh? It's what? I, like I couldn't hear Destiny a second ago. What? 363. I can't find 363. And I, and I just get frustrated and I just throw the hymnal, hymnal across the room, you know? I, I can't stand this hymnal. Ah! I get mad at it. What if God treated us like that? I just, what a, Matthew, oh, Matthew, oh, I don't like him. Just throw him across the room. And that, we, we, none of us would last very long, would we? Why is it all about God? It's all about God because God is not like us. Praise the Lord. 
It's all about the Lord because we're all the same. We all got similar issues. We've got problems. We've all coveted something, okay? We've all had times where we weren't thankful enough, like I preached about this morning, right? All of us. So it's all about God because God's not like us, because we're just people. Secondly, he says, and we preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God. It's all about God because, well, everything else you serve is nothing but vanity. It's empty. It's nothing. I don't think I need to spend a lot of time there. This is real simple. You serve anything else besides the Lord, it's just nothing. You serve money, it's nothing. Serve people, it's nothing. Serve, serve, serving, uh, serving or going after those things. And when I say people, I, I don't mean in the sense that you don't serve somebody. I mean in the sense that you're, uh, that you're serving in order to gain favor from people is the idea. Well, you're going to serve something in life, and whenever you serve something, it's going to end up being vanity unless you're serving the living God. Very interesting, uh, very interesting choice of words in your text right there. It says in verse 15 that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God. Very interesting term, choice of words. Living God, vanities, emptiness, life, death, life. Turn from death to life is what he's saying here. Why is it all about God? It's all about God because we're just people. It's all about God because, uh, because he's, the, he's the only thing that's living. Everything else is vanity, you might say. It's all about God because look at verse, look at verse 15 at the end, which made heaven and earth and sea and all the things that are therein. Could I clue you into something? You're a part of that. You're that little, verse, you're that little word right there that says therein. That's you, okay? That's me. Why is it all about God? Because God made you. That's why. If, has anybody ever been to a... I can just, I'm just looking out across here and I can see it right now. We just have a huge collection right now of people that are just art lovers right here. All right. But has anybody ever been to an art show before? They have? All right. Melissa's shaking her head. All right. When you go to an art show displayed art all around of a particular artist. You know, the art show is not really about the art. It is, you enjoy it, but it's not really about the art. Art shows are about what? The artist. Because unless you have an artist, you don't have art. You don't have it. And so when you look around and you look within, you say, why is it all about God? Because, man, you can look up here, and these are real. Okay, I got them for 88 cents at Lowe's, all right? And I love that deal. You know, Home Depot didn't have them this year for some reason. I don't know why and everything. You know what? And if you do eat these, you will not become sick. That's a false uh, thing right there. And cats can't eat these either and get sick and die either. All right, so anyhow. Anybody ever heard that tale before and everything? That's false. Uh, anyhow. I like to just prove all false, you know what I mean? That's what I'm here to do, so. I mean, just look at this thing. I'm serious. You look at the, look at little berries up here, little flowers up here. That's amazing. You know what you're seeing? You're just seeing the outer shell. Put this under a microscope. 
Blow that up about 10,000 10, times and see what you see then. We're not even in the root system. It, it's, it's amazing. God made it all. God did it all. God is the one that does it. Well, poinsettias aren't really red. They're really, you know, green. And, where and man figured out, yeah, but God gave man the wisdom to figure out that you put them in darkness in there for a certain amount of time that they will turn red. It's all about God. God made us. And then he says in verse number, verse number 16, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their ways. God, it's all about God because God's preserved us. You know the only reason why the country of the United States of America still exists to this very day is because God. That's it. Nothing else. That's it. I mean, look, we, we talk about we're living in such tough times, and I get it and everything, but do some reading on the Civil War for, for a few minutes, and you'll find out mm, it's probably not the best, worst days of America. <laughs> Civil War was pretty bad. Pretty bad stuff. People were killing each other all over the place. Most people died in a war, a civil war. Kind of easy to do that whenever you're killing each other, right? Worst days of America right there. People were eating dogs and cats. I mean, whatever they could find, they were eating it. It's tough times. Why did America survive the Civil War? God. That's it. Not Abraham Lincoln. Not Abraham Lincoln. Great president. He's not God, though. He died. I don't know if you know that. In the 1800s. <laughs> He's dead. Got a big monument of him. Well, that's what you do with people. You make monuments of them because they die. You don't make monuments of God. Because God doesn't die. He preserves us. And then finally, look at verse number 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness. Why is it all about God? Well, because he didn't leave himself without a witness. He's been good to us. He's been good to us. He's, he, is, he is in that he's done good. He's gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, filling, filling our hearts with food and gladness. I thank the Lord last night with my children. Lord, thank you for the rain. Man, we needed some rain. It was bad. We still need more, of course, but um, we needed that rain. It was, it's been bad. It's, it's real dry out there. But God's good. God sent us rain. He's preserved us. He's helped us. He's been good to us. That's why it's all about God. It's all about God because we're just people. We pass away. It's all about God because everything else is vanity. It's all about God because he made us. It's all about God because he preserved us. It's all about God because he's been good to us. And it's all about God because in verse number 7 it says, and there they preached the gospel. It's all about God because he's given to us his son, Jesus Christ, and showed us the greatest love of all. The greatest love of all. It's all about God because of his great gift of Jesus to us. That's why it's all about God. And Paul and Silas and Barnabas and Peter and all the rest of them went around preaching this one gospel story. And it's all about God. The world would have you believe it's not. 
the world would have you believe it's not about God. It's about something else. It's about justice. It's about peace. It's about you name it. Everybody's got their little flag they like to fly, right? Everybody's got a little flag. It's funny, sometimes you go, are you some, if you go to them or watch them, I've been to one or two of them, even um, down at the Capitol one time for a, um, I think it was a um, rally for a, a pro-life rally. Uh, and uh, this is even interesting, even whenever you come together for a, for a, you know, a common goal, you, you still have got, you still got people all around out there. Everybody got, everybody's got a little flag for something, you know, you know. Even if you come together as one, we're going to stand for this one thing, all right? But everybody else, you know, it seems like everybody else, everybody's got a little flag. we got a little group here. We've got our little flag here. We're really standing for this. It's for this, but it's also for, you know, everybody's got their little flag. The flag that we ought to carry is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's our banner. We lift it high. And it's him and him alone. It's all about the Lord. May we take this week and may we just take some time to be thankful that God has shown to us that life is about him. It's not about me and it's not about how much I can get out of life. It's about the Lord. It's about the Lord. Father, we're thankful for your word.